You're listening to Miss City Podcast, hosted by Lena and Daniela of Mystic Home. We created this podcast to share our passion of empowering people. We want to encourage you to find and connect with your own abilities and inner strength. Our aim is to help you breach the gap of being human and connect with your spiritual self. And by sharing our own experiences and reflections, we open up the conversation for mystical ideas and how to integrate them in our human lives. Hi, Nina. Hi, Daniela. And hello, everyone listening. Your mic looks so small compared to mine. Yeah, because you got the mega big one. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, how is it going? For some reason, the second I hit record, something came up to me as like, what have your dreams been about? <laughs> I know, super I'm like, weird. Oh, we're going to talk about this, and they come up with something completely different. No, this is not what we're going to talk about as a topic. It's more about, like, I'm just curious. Have you been dreaming lately? Yeah. What about? But I can't, I can't recollect now, right away, what it's been, but... So no, like, vivid dreaming? I don't know. Thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to think about that, you know. It's weird with dreams, because sometimes when I wake up, it's like, boom, it's right there, and sometimes, it's, you know, it goes away, and then even though it's been a super vivid dream, then it's gone. But I think I, think I have been dreaming a lot lately. Uh, I don't know. Do you I have anything? I've been dreaming a lot lately, but not nothing like super mystical or like into the cosmos, but more like real people that I know stuff. Mm -hmm. Like the other day, I dreamt that I was in love with my cousins and that I was okay. like, <laughs> okay. and family's close, so to say, <laughs> right, you know. And that I wanted to marry them, and I wanted to be with them, and then, then like many of your cousins, it's like not two like of just, them, yeah, okay, yeah, two of them, and then I was waiting for one of them to say yes. Oh. <laughs> and if that one would say no, you would take that or what? Absolutely, yeah. And then yeah. I was dreaming that I was pregnant. Keep it in the family. <laughs> Keep it in the family. You were pregnant with your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, where did this episode go? Anyways. Uh... No, I was pregnant with uh, David, but I, so the funny thing is I am so scared. When it comes to pregnancy, what I'm really scared of is giving birth, mm -hmm. that process and that pain of giving birth. Mm -hmm. And I remember that in the dream, I realized, I was like, oh my God, I decided to keep the baby. That means I have to go through the birth. And mm -hmm. I started panicking and I was like, there's no way back. This thing has to come out. And oh my God. So, it has to come out. That's for sure. No, for One sure. way or another. Or another. So that was my dreams lately, but nothing really like, um, again, mystical or anything like that. It's just been weird. But have you always been, been scared of the thought of giving birth or is it? Always. Oh, always. Oh. Like since I was a kid, I was always asking like, and how was the day of the birth? Like, did it hurt? Oh. Because I was scared. Like, I don't know. And I've dealt with a lot of pain in my life, like physical pain, but I just think that this is like another kind of pain and to not get too real here, but my menstrual cramps are really tough, mm -hmm. like really, really tough. So I know how bad it can be and I, I can't even, I mean, I'm sure it's not the same, but because I've dealt with so bad, so many bad pains, 
week when it comes to my menstrual cycle that I like if it would be worse I think I would die no but I would see that as a positive instead like I I don't have really bad cramps thankfully but on the other hand if I did I would think like okay if I can handle this if I've done this month after month well maybe it wouldn't be that bad yeah I think that's a good point yeah, that is a good point. So but for me, it's like I know what it is, and if it gets worse than this, no, thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, yeah, no. you don't like pain, hmm. or no one does. But I think the closer you get to thinking about having a child, the, the less scared you get. Like, you're, I'm a little bit older than you are, so of course I'm thinking about you know, having a child. And then, like, I've been scared of the thought of giving birth as well. But the closer I get to it, and the more people I have, in my close circles, having baby, I'm like, they're fine. They're alive. They survived it. And they even had a second baby. I'm like, yes, it must be bad, but not that bad. If they had a second. That, that for me, I, I really admire. I mean, women are so cool. We are so cool. Like, yeah. I can't believe we actually, you know, we were born to do this. So yeah. it's a really cool thing. And I really admire all the women that have, like, more than two kids because, mm-hmm. oh, my God. But also, I think there are some really traumatic experiences, and they're also, like, really beautiful experiences. So, I guess it's just what's meant to happen. It's Mm -hmm. meant to happen. It's still super scary, like, as fuck, but sorry about that. Anyway. Come back to that. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to find a nice transition into our topic today, but I'm sorry, I can't. (laughs) After you've been dreaming about marrying your cousins and then having a baby and, you know... Anyway, we were going to talk a little bit about... How did this get so real so fast? I don't know. Anyway, we would like to talk about relationships. Not relationships, but working with people. And I guess a relationship to develop with the people that are around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some, some, you know, whatever work you have, whatever profession, I think you can become friends with the people you work with. Like your work friends. But it's interesting, I hear... Some of my friends having corporate jobs, they're like, oh, it's my, you know, my work friend. But then at the same time, they're like, oh, my God, they see these people every day. They really like them, but they never hang out outside of work, but it's their friend. And then you switch jobs and it's like, oh, that was my work friend from before. But you might not ever see them outside of work. That is so interesting, actually. I mean, it's so true. It's like you can spend like almost your like half more than half of your days with somebody and have such a good relationship and then you switch jobs and you're like okay our time was over Mm -hmm. I do believe though when it comes to relationships that we they kind of fulfill certain things in your life and then you're kind of ready for them to leave and I also believe that there are some other relationships that last longer because they still teach you more and more and more and more so in terms of like, yeah, not seeing them anymore, I, I also think that at some level you kind of fulfill what you were mm-hmm. supposed to with them and learn what you were supposed to learn from them. But in a way, it is a little weird. Yeah. Mm. And it, it, thinking back to school, so I, I remember when I moved to, to the States for my master's, I didn't know anyone. So then, you know, the people you spend all the time with every single day and maybe after school doing group work or whatever they become your friends and then of course since you don't know anyone else you start hanging out with them in you know 
your free time. And I did that. I really found some really good friends. But then after a while, I started thinking, I'm like, well, if I met them anywhere else, would, would we still be friends? You know, we didn't, we had the school thing in common and then going out like, to restaurants or going out for a glass of wine. But then, then what? So I had to, you know, get myself out of that little circle a little bit and meet other people to get other inputs. Because I think just having one set of friends, it's a little bit limiting. For me, it is. I always had different, different people around me. I think it's very interesting how certain people come into your life. Because if you think about it, like, of course, you're... For most people, most of their friends, the ones that they went to school with are the ones that, you know, stay the longest and things like that. There are also these other people that come to your life in such weird ways and they stay in such a long time. Mm -hmm. So it is very interesting how, like you said, it's like if it was in another, like if we wouldn't met this way, would it would have how we, how do you say that? How we, would we have ever met? Yes, thank you. <laughs> like, if it, if those kind of situations didn't happen, would, you know, would this have happened? Mm -hmm. It was a really interesting way to think about it, like how so many things have to come together for you to meet certain people, even if it's just for a short period of time and learn what you were, you know, meant to learn from them in that short period of time. So, yeah, I think it's, I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to Jessica, a really good friend of mine, and I was thinking like how close we we got together so fast and the way in which we met. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as you guys know, I I I'm not I don't have like a repertoire of friends. I am really not say picky, but I don't know if it's I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know if it's like I'm a loner more or like I like my kind of my quiet life. Or that I don't put myself out there too much or I don't know what it is, but I don't have that many friends because, I mean, I have like friends that are to my heart that have been in my life for a really long time. But in terms of making new friends, mm -hmm. it's very beautiful the way just a few amount of people come through and they stay. Anyway, and Jessica and I met because we were doing this psychic training together and she had already finished mm -hmm. the training, but I... I was at the time looking for inspiration for my new website and she had been, she had graduated the program, I think like six months before. And I went through like a scroll down on her Facebook group, like all the way down. And she was like her beautiful website offering like some free stuff. And this was like a really old post. And I was like, oh my God, this woman has like the, how do you say, like the style that I like. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to contact her and ask who did her website. And that's pretty much how we started talking. Mm -hmm. And then ever since, you know, Jess has become such a beautiful friend. But that's the whole thing. And another thing that we talked about is like, I I usually don't reach out like that mm -hmm. either. I mean, I'm, no, that's not true. I do reach out because I like to ask questions mm -hmm. to a lot of people. But in terms of like opening up in like a more beautiful way, it's not really. Like I don't open other than like business stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's super weird how she came into my life. And I am really happy to announce that she's going to be in the podcast, in the podcast real soon. Yeah. So she has some magic of her own that we're excited to hear about. Mm -hmm. Lots of aliens and lots of shamanic and magical stuff happening on her end. So I'm excited to bring her into the podcast real soon. But, yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, have you had friends that just kind of came in like mm-hmm. random ways mm-hmm. and stayed? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I think, like you said, some people come in for a short period of time. And I have a sense that many times the people that come in, they come with such a force, like force of like positive energy. And you're like, wow, mesmerized by them. They only stay for a short period of time. You can be super close to someone and, you know, you talk. Well, maybe this was when you were a little bit younger, I think. Maybe for a lot of it. But they come in and you're like, oh, my God, this is such a fun person. You do everything with them and you go out and, you know, you talk or you text or whatever. And then after a certain period of time, you're like, no. It's, it's almost like a honeymoon phase, but with a friend. <laughs> yes. Have you ever had that? Absolutely. Yeah. And then it's like, hmm, and then it's filled its purpose. And maybe you both feel the same way, go separate ways. You just, you know, fall, you fall out of touch from Absolutely. being super close. And then it's like, yeah, I still have people like that in my mind where I'm like, oh, that was a very fun period. And that was a beautiful relationship while it lasted. But it was not meant to be that, you know, long type of relationship yeah absolutely but then like you said there are people coming in and then they stick and i think science says that if you know someone and if you've been friends for more than seven years it's going to be for life that's really interesting yeah i mean seven years is a long time Mm -hmm. but i also think because it said that after seven years all of the cells in your body has changed so that's why a lot of relationships, like more like a love relationships, they... I'm on my seventh year. So if you make it through this year, yay. yay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, we're almost, um, or no, because we're going to, our anniversary is in April. Okay. So... so soon. Hang in there, girl. Yay. All at once. No, because then that, the seven year starts, or is that, is that the eighth year that starts? I don't know. Oh no! Yes, because on April we celebrate our seventh. So mm-hmm. I guess yeah, we're so past. Yeah. Oh my god! So just yeah. a little bit more, yeah. and I'm there. Yeah, but otherwise, I think you would have felt. You know, think about you seven years ago to compare to now. Like We've you've grown yeah. so yeah. so so much. And I think either you grow together or you grow apart. Okay, a little story here. David and I were in Colombia not too long ago, and my cousin. Invite Why are you us. Close now? <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> nice one. Um, very subtle. Yeah. Know? No, this is my other side of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones that I was gonna marry it was my mom's side of the family, oh, and this is my dad's side of the family. So, mm-hmm. FYI, and he, he and his girlfriend invited us to go out mm-hmm. for a club. And I was thinking, like, wow, it's been quite a while. Like, not just, like, a few months. It's been some years <laughs> since I've been clubbing. So I was excited because I actually, I was interested, like, mm-hmm. intrigued on, like, how it was going to turn out. So we went to the apartment. We started drinking. I was just drinking a little bit because I had some stuff to do the next day. So I had to be responsible. And I don't drink, so I was like, I may as well just take care of myself. Yeah. Nah you know, go crazy. So anyway, we were in the department and then we went for, you know, we went to the club around like 1130. 
and it was fun to be in the club because I haven't, you know, been able to dance and just be somewhere. So the playlist was really, or the DJ was, you know, playing the playlist. <laughs> God, how old am I? Oh. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You're spinning, spinning the sea days. Wow. I can't. Oh. 1997 called. <laughs> I want to talk to Daniela. Oh, yeah, she's right here. Anyway. Okay, so the music was good. The DJ yeah. was doing a great job. Yeah. What I've noticed though is that everybody around us. I mean, in Colombia, you're about you're able to go in the club when you're 18. So mm -hmm. I guess like you know younger people, of course. But here too in Sweden, yeah, 18. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I was used to 21 in the states. So anyway, super young girls. I mean, they look like they're 15 mm -hmm. everywhere Maybe around. Maybe okay. they were seriously. So I felt a little bit like okay, a little old. And then we started dancing. It was super fun. And we were, so we got there at 1130, right? And it was like 11, 1130, 1230, 1.30, 2.30, like three hours of dancing. And I was like, okay, this has been fun. Three hours. That's a long time dancing. I was like, this has been fun. I think I'm ready to go home. And I look at David and David's like in like another planet. He's just like getting so drunk. He's like, oh my God, what's happening? And we turned into each other like, we're done, right? Like, yeah. we're good. <laughs> and then they keep on ordering bottles and i was like okay maybe this when this bottle finishes we're gonna go home no dude never finishes never like this bottle finished and then there's another one so around like three like almost four hours in i was like okay i think we're going home we went home and i'm so tired and the next day david is having like the worst hangover and i'm a little bit like yeah i'm so tired from like dancing and we were thinking like you know what I know when I say this, I know that I'm not old, you know, I'm 20, 28, so mm -hmm. I'm not old, but I feel so done with that phase that, oh my God, thanks so much that I don't have to do that and, you know, that I don't want to do that mm -hmm. because it was so much fun and if, of course, because we were like nine people, so it was super fun to be with them and so fun to dance, but at some point I was like, it's been three hours of dancing. I mean, I think we're good. We don't need like, to keep I'm, on drinking and like no. getting super drunk and get out of here at 5 a.m. I think we're pretty good. So it was a fun thing. Mm -hmm. But it's also to realize like the phases that you go through mm -hmm. and like what kind of people you are, like who are your friends? Because of course, if you'd like to do that, which there's nothing wrong with liking to party and to dance and do all these things, like the people that you hang out with, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, meet you know, lots of new people and absolutely, absolutely. But to understand like the phases that you go through and the people that kind of sometimes fall out of your life or leave your life because your interests just change. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, it was a really fun night. Um, I don't think I would be seen in a club for the next few years again. <laughs> but it was really fun to dance. I just to sum that. it up, you're a grandma and David's a grandpa. So <laughs> good thing your cells and your bodies are moving the same direction. Yes. So we when we were thinking like, you know, when we met seven years ago, we partied so hard. Like when we were in LA, we were 21 and we were just like, having so much fun and drinking and partying and like not remembering the next day and on to the next party. And I think that's the thing. It's like you, you kind of go through phases and then you start, like you said, in seven years, you grow so much within a person that what, what he, what are the things that David was saying that that is really interesting that he's like, this is the thing. Now I am not afraid to say, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I am not afraid to be, 
you know, to feel like, oh, I'm missing out or to feel shame or to feel that I'm going to be judged by simply saying, this is not what I want to do. Like, this is what I want and this is what I don't want. Mm -hmm. And having that feels really good because noticing that you're able to be who you are and to do the things that you want because you want to do them, not because you feel pressure from society that you're supposed to do this because you're this age. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting to notice how much we've grown in seven years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think also those interactions when you're younger, they're much more important what people would think, people that you don't even know. Yes. Like today, I'm like, of course, I value what you think or if you have a suggestion or an idea, like I value that. But I wouldn't care what someone else like on Instagram says or, you know, a random student in my class. Like if you would come to my class and I ask like, what, what did you think about the class or the sequence or my voice, like I would really value what you have to say instead of valuing what, you know, five random people would think. I have to say about it, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think so too. But I think if I was 20, maybe I, you know, the masses would speak louder than, you know, my friends, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm not really good at that. But, you know, for many people, I think it's like that. Mm. Yeah, I think you start to like grow into, oh, to, I, I think it's more like you get tired of like doing something for everybody else. And then you, you kind of like, actually, let's like do some stuff for like for me. And just allow myself to be me and it feels really good yeah but getting back to what we're supposed to talk about but this goes into it. all of our relationships goes into this but our working relationships like how it is interacting with people in different maybe um, different sectors you've been in the you know service business with restaurants and you know, I've been doing a lot of different things but also corporate world and then organizations, NGOs, things like that. And then being on your own, it's also a completely different story with your interactions. Yeah. I was reading about this the other day about like entrepreneurship and, you know, working from home and working on your own and how like isolating it can get. And I, I haven't gotten there yet, but I've been working a lot more from home lately since I moved all my business online. I still teach some classes, but not as many as I used to. So my interaction with people has reduced a lot. I mean, I, I see people for my readings and internet all the time, like every day. But it's a very different thing that actually having coworkers, like what David was saying the other day, and I think I mentioned this the other day on another podcast, is like when you have coworkers, you can kind of bounce ideas of like, what do you think and this and that. But when you're on your own, then you've got to bounce your own ideas with yourself. Mm -hmm. And... I think there is a positive and a negative on that. It's like if you have people around you that you can connect to, that you can kind of bounce ideas and that they can teach you, even even those coworkers that like make you cringe a little bit, mm -hmm. but you learn so much from them. You, you learn tolerance, you learn compassion, you learn understanding from those people. And when you start to work on your own, then you kind of miss out in, in the possibility of a learning from people mm -hmm. because I, I do believe that we can learn so much from like relationships mm -hmm. yeah I don't know. yeah I think I think both for 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 the both of us lately we've really been pushing that like being your own company and your own brand and everything 
expanding that and bringing other people in to help us. You know, you have Melanie helping you with your your business, and then have Lauren for Pinterest. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So we brought other people in, and I think that we can see a huge change in both of our businesses or in, or our mindset, even though. You know, it's not someone we see every day, but we can pick and choose who we want to work with or whose opinion we want to include. I have and a question. Think, yeah. Within your relationships, it could be like from work or it could be like personal relationships, but like what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned from a relationship? It could be, you know, loving or friendship or workshop relationship that that person has taught you the most? I think it's the same for all of my relationships, always. And I'm very independent. I'm super independent, so it's very hard for me to let someone else in and to ask for help. So I think the more I do that with all of my relationships, um, the easier things get. Mm-hmm. But still, like... Trusting that I'm very strong on my own, like not doubting that. And, and I think for many people, I think, I think people can relate to this, that, you know, letting someone in, it doesn't mean you're weak or allowing help in business or in whatever it is in a relationship. It's, it's actually the opposite. But then not, you know, you're, you're still there. It's not because you ask for help you you're passive is that what like the resistance in your body when it comes to asking for help is that because like the thought of like not being able to do it on your own um i think uh, it also has to do with control and other things Um, Mm -hmm. yeah losing control Um, yeah losing myself that's super interesting yeah, yeah But the more I've been doing it, and that's also when I let people in and people don't, they're not accountable for, like, when I let them in and then they're not there. Like, it's really big, like, then I want to close up again. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a process, but like everything else, it's not like, oh, I'm, now I'm letting people in. But it's more like, okay. Yeah, I noticed the process that you've been working mm -hmm. through, I mean, ever since I know you. Mm -hmm that you've been trying to open up and ask for help. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes, like you said, it works, and sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. And yeah. it's like starting over again and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is interesting in, in business, and I wanted to talk about this, because we're, we're so much on our own. If something happens in your work, if you're in corporate office, you go to HR. And you're like, okay, this has happened. My coworker did this or that, or, you know, one of our clients did this. How should we... How, sh- how should we meet handle this it, or yeah. handle it or what's the process? When you're on your own or your your own business, you're like, okay, you're there. Whatever challenge you have to take care of it. And sometimes it's scary or, you know, uncomfortable. And what do you do? Absolutely. So I think that's also why it's so important, even though you're on your own, to have you know, your tribe or have people around you who you can rely on. And you're like, okay, what do you think? Can I bounce an idea or can you direct me to someone that can help in this specific situation? And I think also as a yoga teacher, if you're at a yoga studio, 
you know, you have the studio owners and I think, yes, you're your own business, but some things you have to leave to them. Yeah. And then it's up to them to really do something. Otherwise, if they don't, you still have the choice. You still have the powers. Like, I, I'm not comfortable with this. So either you stay and they change something, or if, if it's something regarding a client, or maybe you have to go separate ways. Because again, you have to align yourself with what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's hard, because especially if you're your own business, like you rely on these specific connections you have. Even if it's, uh, I, I teach classes also at, at companies or, you know, private groups and whatever it is. But, you know, if I don't feel like what the person I'm working with or the company or whatever is in lines with my values, I have to step, take a step back or walk away. Because then that will affect my business and it will also affect me as a person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's finding those people that are aligned, like you said, with the integrity of your business mm-hmm. and what you stand for and what you are and understanding the value mm-hmm. of, of the work that you do. Yeah. And I think both of us, we've learned, like, it's, you don't have to burn bridges or make chaos or whatever. It's just like, okay, this has been great, but now, you know, this is more in line with what I do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's beautiful to, you know, how through life, we walk through life and we find these people that we say like, oh, I wish I didn't have to deal with these people or, oh, I love, you know, her for everything she does. But it's interesting to see how we grow, like, whether we like it or not and whether we want it or not from every interaction that we have every single day and like how we're able to respond or react to co-workers to friends to partnership I mean also talking about relationships like being in a relationship for seven years have taught me so much about listening about communication about understanding the other person's perspective because also what I, I try to tell my my clients all the time is when you're not understanding the other side of the story notice that everybody does at their capacity, their best. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's always acting at their best behavior. Why? Because they want the best for themselves. So they're always acting or doing what they think they're, it's best. So it's really interesting to know that, you know, how else would we be able to learn compassion, to learn like stepping on somebody else's shoes, to learn um, understanding. Mm-hmm then those relationships that come across in any way it could be you know like i said friendships or workshops or uh workshops <laughs> or you know love relationships but it's it's a very interesting thing to to notice like again change and evolution happens every single day when we interact with people whether those people again stay with you forever or they you know they're there for just a short period of time to teach you about I don't know, generosity or forgiveness or, you know. So it's a very interesting thing the way you learn about yourself through people. Mm-hmm. And I think also it, the more secure you are within yourself, the easier it gets to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Because mm. otherwise you have the perspective, your own perspective. You're like, this is how I would feel if someone did this. But instead of like, okay, this is how I feel, but... Let's hear what you think. 
you have a different backpack, you know, you have different experiences mm. that you carry with you. You're not going to react to something I say the same way I would. Because you might have other And also there. sometimes you have to agree to disagree, which I yeah. think is a hard one. Mm-hmm. But it's just the way it is. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And many times you can just let it go. Or maybe in a business you're like, okay, we go separate ways. Yes. For example. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is okay, but no one's doing anything wrong. And that's okay. And then you part ways and that's fine. But I saw something, I don't know where it was. Maybe it was just on Instagram or an article or something. That in all relationships, you should try to be an H and not an A. So you're, you're, if you think about the letter H, you have one person on one side and then the other person on one side. And then you have that thing that connects you. That you can stand on your own. But if you're an A, you just lean on the other person. So if we're an A, you and I, you fall, I'll fall. But if we're an H, if you fall, I'll still be there still be standing strong and then you can come back so it's like be an h and not an a i like that yeah i like it too because you have to be you know your struggles are yours some things that, that's not for me to fix like which some, is i think it, it brings us to understanding that relationships like you said it's like being able to be your own to support to see to understand that other person and learn from that mm-hmm. learn not from who we think they are but learn from who they really are yeah so that's really cool yeah right should we wrap it up with that Let's with that. the h and the a mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for listening we hope you enjoy the episode and we are so, so grateful for all of you for the Mystic community that keeps on giving us love and we have so many events and things coming up. So stay tuned, um, get in touch with us, either email or through the iTunes or Facebook group because we love hearing from you guys. So, okay. Take care. Have a lovely rest of your week. See you then. Bye. Thank you so much for turning into Misted Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know your thoughts. Leave us a review and share it with your friends who might benefit from this conversation. 